Hospital normally sent the prior notifications of spraying to the local police, the local health and safety executive, and the properties adjacent to the spraying area by post a couple of weeks before the spraying date, although Duggan knew that recently she had got behind. Lighting a cigarette, Duggan settled down to look through the job descriptions and match them against the maps. It was important to get the details right. Spraying the correct forest was always a good idea. Only the previous week he'd showered a flock of sheep in a field that shouldn't have been there. His job was to kill the moths that devastated the plantations and nothing else. And it wasn't that easy. As he glanced through the card for the Loch Fine job, which Keane had just written out, something caught his eye. It was the specification for a new chemical spray, which the executive director had sent them out of the blue the week before, something that Jeanie had been writing up as ZXP. Duggan saw that Keane had used what must be the full name, Silveron ZXP. At the edge of the forest, Nick leaned against a tree. The rising sun had woken him, that and a throbbing head. Gingerly he fingered the lump above his right ear and hoped it wasn't going to show. It would be better not to get embroiled in explanations. Alusha would give him that sideways look of hers the one that asked him how he could have been such a fool, and he wouldn't be able to give her much of an answer. It was 5.30. Beneath him the ground sloped gently down to the park. There was mist around the house, giving it an even more unreal and extravagant air than usual, like a film set. Ashard was not a beautiful house, but it had a solidity to it, a dependability that gave it the air of a large and ancient family pet. Since first seeing the place... He'd never wanted to live anywhere else. Beyond the house, hidden by the mist, lay Loch Fine. Duggan felt the sweat dripping down the side of his face. He put the plane into a steep turn and lined up for the next run. Fifty yards from the edge of the plantation, he engaged the atomizers. He glanced back through the scratched perspex, saw the cloud of vapour and looked ahead. At the end of the run, he turned and came in for the last time, he switched on the atomizers. No spray. Looked at the flow meter. Red light. He fiddled the control valve down by his feet and was finally rewarded with a green light and vapour pouring out behind. The question now was, would the blasted spray turn off? Only with great difficulty, he discovered. It took several flicks of the switch and a fast turn of the valve before the spray trail thinned and vanished. By that time, he was overflying a clearing. Sorry about that, old girl, he grunted as a deer fled away. Heading for the airstrip, he half hoped the mechanic would be unable to fix the problem so that he could take the rest of the day off. But no such luck. Rona the pony snorted in sudden agitation. Alusha Mackenzie paused in her work to shush her. What's the matter with you? Go away. The mare stamped her feet, her shoes ringing on the hard standing in front of the stable. Away! You're being a nuisance! She waved her paintbrush at Rona and shooed her into the paddock. The pony trotted off and stopped a short distance away, tossing her head. Turning back to the stable door, Alusha dipped her brush in the wood preservative and slapped some more onto the door. The green mixture had an evil smell and instinctively she pulled back to avoid inhaling it. Somewhere an engine buzzed lazily in the sky like an insect in the sun. Rona snorted again. Alusha finished the door, then fetched a metal bucket which she upended in the doorway. Stepping up on top of it, 
she could just reach the lintel. Duggan wrestled with the map. The damned thing was not designed for small cockpits. The target area would be coming up shortly, a large block of high-standing conifers. To the west and south, the conifers blended into broadleaf forest. In the southwest corner, they gave way to pasture, paddocks, and a large castle-type house belonging to the neighbouring estate. His real problem this afternoon was the wind, a northeasterly gusting fiercely, causing the plane to crab sideways. And it was freshening. No point in hanging around then. He found his height, lined himself up and set off, his thumb hovering over the spray switch. The conifers sped towards and under him. He switched on. There was a billow of vapour from under the wings. Eyes front. He was surprised to see broadleaf trees moving in under his port wing. The wind must be stronger than he thought. He compensated and found himself too far across the...